Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Register Part 8, where we listen to an album in its entirety and discuss it. I'm Caleb. I'm Blake. And we have a big one today. We have a big one. This is one of my... I want to say top 10 favorite bands of all time. I agree. Me too. Of all time. Um, I've been a fan since... I believe this album came out. It was like 1999. Yeah. So... I mean, I've been a fan forever, and I've seen them change styles. Mm-hmm. I've been to, like, five live shows. I've had meet and greets with them and talked to them on, like, three different occasions. And they are some of the coolest, sincere dudes. And um, I just love their music so much. When I was... In my teens, probably starting like 16 years old, I mean, if it wasn't AFI, it was like, I don't know, I had a couple bands I listened to, but it was like, it was which AFI album I'm going to listen to today. Like it was like a revolving CD changer of AFI. I found out about them in high school. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just remember hearing them and being like, what the heck is this? Yeah. I absolutely love it. And then from there on, yeah, I just had to hear everything that they made. Yeah. They have some really dedicated fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they went through a stage where they signed to a major label and people, they knew a couple big hits, but like. AFI fans are AFI fans. Like right. a lot of people are tattooed. I have AFI tattoos. You know, I I'm don't more than have one. one. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, you know, I remember like when Sing the Sorrow came out. Yeah. Everybody was like, "Oh my God, they're selling out," mm-hmm. and it's like, but they still sound like AFI. Yeah. They've just yeah, like yeah. grown up a bit. Yeah. With their music yeah, style. Yeah. Better production value. Yeah. They have more money to spend. Um, and selling out is changing the way you sound to sell records. They didn't do that. I didn't think so either. They made a record and sold it because it was good. They still sounded like AFI. Too. Yeah, they got distribution from DreamWorks Records, which is, was huge. I don't know if it exists anymore, but anyway, um, let's get into it. I could talk about AFI all day long. <laughs> so, so AFI or A Fire Inside, which Uh-oh. some people may not know. Mm-hmm. They they come out of Ukiah, California, and they formed in 1991. Um, again, the genres are all over the place because every album literally sounds different, a, a little bit different at least, some majorly different. But um, they started out as like a hardcore, uh, skater punk, horror punk, and now you know, post-hardcore, emo. I mean, they got a touch of everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, specifically, Black Cells in the Sunset are what we're going to be discussing today, which came out in 1999, which I had mentioned earlier. Not a crazy long album, not a short one. It's 46 minutes long. Um, but the songs are so good, like it doesn't feel like 46 minutes. It feels like it kind of flies by to me. Mm-hmm. I agree. This was put out on Nitro Records, so it's an it was an independent music label. 
And to me, this doesn't sound like an independent like record at all. Could it have better production? Maybe a little, but I think it sounds great. Still, like really holds up. Right, I thought it sounded, still sounds really yeah, good. It does. Um, Dexter Holland from the Offspring owned uh, Nitro Records. Really? Yeah, oh, okay. and he's on this album like four or five times doing backup vocals. Oh, that's cool. I didn't yeah. know that. I'll point it out as they come along. Okay. But if you go back and listen to it, you'll hear his voice. Oh, okay. You definitely will. Yeah. Like, oh my God. They have a similar, they hit, they, they're in a high register mm-hmm. with their voices and screams and stuff like that. So it's it's kind of funny. Yeah, um, you'll definitely have to point that out to me because I really want to go back and see if I can hear him. Yeah. And this is uh, this is the time when they, they're kind of going through a major change because um, Jade, the guitar player, is in the band now. They had an e- All Hallows EP before, which only had four songs on it. And this was the first full-length album with the current lineup. And they're still together th- to this day making albums. But... Um, he he brought a really like dark sound and this is where they like okay now this is what AFI is supposed to sound like this is where they really mm-hmm. got um great in my opinion so the first song strength through wounding what a way to open an album it's a nice little intro to the album incredible mm-hmm. if you've ever been to a show um they open with this, and everyone in the crowd is singing it. You get goosebumps. It's freaking crazy. Through our bleeding, we are one. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I die. It's uh, – talk about a way of unifying a crowd, man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've seen them – like I said, I've seen them like five times, and their openings, I get goosebumps. I have goosebumps right now thinking about it. Like, it's they're intense. Ugh. And then they just blast off into their sound, and they are crazy. But – yeah, love the song, and this kind of sets the mood for the album. Um, through the darkness breaks the light, through the light unending pain. De- defy the wretched ones, deify the wretched ones till the darkness comes again. Um, this album has a theme, and I don't know if you picked up on it. Would you care to throw your two cents in, maybe? Okay, well, for each song, there was like certain lyrics that yeah. stuck out to me. It was very dark. Yeah. Very macabre. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say about uh, Davey Havoc in like his lyric writing. Yeah. He would be excellent at writing books. He has. He has. Wait, he has a how couple do I books. I know this. I have them. I have Are one, like, one signed. Like fiction or? Uh, yeah. That yeah. is so cool. I did not know that. Uh, his vocabulary is top notch. It it really is because uh well I'll talk about it more once we get sure. to the last song. But um what a visual yeah. like writer. Yeah. Um as it, far as like what I thought the theme of it was, like there's exsanguination, yeah, uh like death, dying, yeah. religion. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I gathered yep. from it. You're exactly right. Um, it's almost like he's talking about, I think he's talking about himself, but as um, he's transforming into like a creature of the night mm-hmm. and kind of shedding all that stuff he was raised with religion and his mom. I think he had, him and his mom had a fallout and he sings about this in the song with the religion and like denouncing God and everything like that. This is where it really like shines and begins. Very cool. It is cool. That is really neat. Yeah. All right, let me pull these 
lyrics up real quick. Okay, and here's where the second song. How, how do you pronounce that? Porf- Porf- porphyria? That's how I would say it. I, porphyria? I, yeah, I don't really know. So here's where. All right, so I, it's about like a vampire type creature of the night. Um, it talks about. Um, What do I want to say? It's uh, Cutania Tarda. What does that mean in Spanish? I don't know, but I know what it is. What is it? It's a rare disorder, uh, painful, blistering skin, lesions on sun-exposed skin, a.k.a. photosensitivity. And that's why he's talking about all the darkness and hiding in the dark and the sun coming out. Like a vampire. Yep. Got it. Exactly. So... Again, he goes into um, to great disbelief. There is somewhere we belong in negative space. Supposed flaws go in, go unseen, but our strength is shown. In darkness together, we're bringing the light. In darkness together, we are forming the fire. Tomorrow is born of the night. In darkness together, we ignite. And this song is like super fast and gets me like yeah. pumped up, makes me want to do stuff. Um, the, the intro just ties perfectly into kind of like the the first little. Oh, it's like seamless. Yeah, it just boom, boom. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was great. And then like like a minute, there's like that little guitar part, like a minute into the song. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it just like blasts off again. Yeah. And then you, you go down to the bridge um, through our will. We brought fear, left to burn beneath the sun. We are one. Again, and then the outro, when daylight forms blinding walls, where do we go? Just talking about, you know, the darkness calls. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's throwing it right out there. He's like transforming into this vampire, like pale skin. Um, pretty easy to see. Mm-hmm. It's but very cool. All right, so the third song. Exsanguination. Exsanguination. <laughs> Insanguination. Exsanguination. Mm-hmm. So bad at pronouncing things. That's okay. But if if everyone's listened to all the other podcasts, they know. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This is the transformation, becoming more and more like a, this vampire-like creature. Um, Welcome to a whole new pain. That's the first song. That's the first lyric in the song. Mm-hmm. And take comfort in what you've become. I waved as I passed myself along the way. That's pretty deep. Definitely about transformation, I think. Yeah. And it continues. I have arrived so unchained, but my reflection no longer looks the same. It seems much dimmer now. It seems so dim. Um, I've arrived so unashamed, but all my senses no longer seem the same. I can sense everything. My sight's so clear. Like vampires have a super high sense. Mm-hmm. Smell, hearing, sight. Yep. Like everything you see in vamp- vampire movies. Uh, this is what he's talking about. Goes to the bridge. In an instant, my life just slipped away. I fought for life the whole time you were holding me down. I think this is where he first talks about um, like 
God and or his mother. Mm-hmm. Like, I could see that. Yeah. You brought my rebirth, holding me down. You watched me dying, holding me down. You bought, you brought my rebirth. Mm-hmm. The so. chants in this song were <laughs> top notch. Uh, I loved it. Yeah. That's one thing I love about AFI. Their group vocals are so good. Yes. Like, unsurpassed. And the way Jade sings and then Davey sings something different over it as they're singing at the same time, they perfected that as well. Mm-hmm. A couple of other bands are really good at, like No Effects is really good at like harmonizing, but just something about the way their two voices go together. I mean, it's like legendary. All right. Uh, going on to the fourth song. Um. Ma- what Malleus Maleficarum 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 okay I think that's how you say it it sounds way better mm-hmm. <laughs> Hammer of Witches is what that mm-hmm. translates to um, talking about like a witch hunt like drowning a witch the first line <laughs> open my eyes as I submerge and I won't deny what I've been since birth so crazy and talk about being burnt breathing the life of summer's death as the orange and red breath their first breath so welcome as they're burning through i mean chorus we all begin to burn autumn's flame dances in my eyes talk about being burned alive am i right or wrong that sounds what it it seems like the my ashes fall i mean he said we all we all begin to burn I like this one, this lyric on the second verse. My skin is singed, but it heals my heart. Like mm-hmm. it's okay because he's he's gone through this transformation. Um, really cool, man. Uh, these guys talk a lot about the third season and fall, and uh, which is like a changing, like a new beginning, or like I get no, that's a like a death. It's like the death of seasons, mm-hmm. so. or like a rebirth. You know, yeah, like. I like this song. I I think this song is probably like one of the more popular ones on the album. Yeah. It's got a really cool chorus. I just love his voice. It's super unique. Mm -hmm. It is. And um, I don't really like spoken words. If you've listened to this podcast, you know that by Mm -hmm. now. But he says like, you know, ashes fall when I'm rising up Um, again. Mm-hmm. I like that. I mm-hmm. like the little yell at the end. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's good. He's got a really, really incredible scream. Um, yeah, uh, this is where. Yeah, I want to say that um, Dexter's on that song too. He does a couple really? of vocal vocals. Yeah, I'm I'm ninety percent sure he is. All right, moving on to the next song. This song is. Incredible narrative of soul against soul. Um, it's definitely about Christianity, uh, a promised afterlife. Talks about suicide, and these guys are just the master of the layered vocals. Mm-hmm. I oh, absolutely. Uh, the self image they forced you to reduce to shattered glass. <laughs> <laughs> I like Angels and Anyone, a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Yeah. I was like, yikes. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's deep. Um, yeah, killer song. Uh, 
I don't think there's a bad song on this album, to be honest. But it's one of my favorites for sure. Um, this was my least favorite song on the album. Really? I didn't, I didn't dislike it oh, at all. That's surprising. But I had more, like other songs that I liked better. I got you. That's fair. Completely fair. All right, on to the sixth song, uh, "Clove Smoke Catharsis." This is where it really slows down, mm-hmm. uh, not in a bad way. It just changes tempo. And this song is about religion and denouncing God, and Dexter is on this song as well, doing backup vocals. Um, yeah, just talking about watching him fall. If only pure sweetness was offered, why is this bitter taste left in my mouth? Like, uh promising like heaven and afterlife with the Christianity and then it's like for what are you like I don't get anything out of this like realizing like what's going on yeah Uh, I wonder what he was awakened by or what happened I don't know Hmm. I don't know I like this one this was also another one that was a pretty popular song Um, and like you said it definitely slows down yeah. Which I thought was really nice, like a break in like the middle of the album. Yeah. And then like the singing at the beginning. I liked that. But yeah, this was this was uh another one of my favorites. <laughs> it's like a ballad without being a complete ballad. Mm-hmm. All right, seventh song on the album, The Prayer Position. Oh, I like this one. Yeah, it doesn't get any more straightforward than that. Yeah. Like I mean, he's the title says it all. Um, this is like where they kind of go back to like hardcore roots. Uh, Dexter's on this song as well. Uh, talks about denouncing religion and how people are basically sheep blindly following faith. And he's like, I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, first line now, peel the skin back from the flesh, steal the flesh back from the starving static minds. I, there, okay, the lyrics, and in the distance, there's a gathering that no longer seems so far away. Mm -hmm. I literally want to scream that out loud every time I hear that song. I got pulled over by the cops one time. For what? I was leaving McDonald's uh, parking lot, and I was playing this, and I was screaming so loud. He's like, I'm not supposed to be able to hear your car stereo for more than, like, I don't know, 10 feet out of the car. Oh, my God. And I was like, I, I was like, uh, I mean, I was probably like 22 years old. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, he, see, he you get know, it. Then. He didn't know what to say to me. He let me go though. He just told me to keep it down. He's probably like, oh god, okay, get out of here. Isn't that funny? That is wild. True story. But yeah, great song. Uh, yeah, it's freaking incredible. And this is another like crowd chant like song mm-hmm. um they have a they can just really hype people up in my opinion i don't know how popular afi songs were to people because i could name like two people who liked afi like when i did maybe three or four maybe but they didn't even live in this town and one was my best friend nathan who um he we no longer live next to each other he we lived in different towns and the other person besides that was my girlfriend at the time, and she only liked them because that's 
Like she basically had no choice because that's what we were listening yeah. to if she was going to be around me. <laughs> but, you know, now that you say that, it's like I think out of my, like all of my friends in high school, I think I only know like one other person who really liked them. Yeah, I remember wearing. Not to sound like a hipster, that's not what I'm trying to do, or I'm the only one who likes AFI. I'm just saying, in my area, no one knew who they were. A lot oh, of people yeah. didn't listen to the same music I listened to. Um, but I would wear, like, AFI shirts, and, like, no one else had them. I never, you know, I never saw an AFI shirt. Yeah. And being on Facebook and stuff in recent years, people were like, yeah, I, like, went home and, like, looked it up, and that's how I found AFI. I was like, really? Like, you yeah. know... I wish I still had some of my T-shirts, but I don't. I have not a single one. Yeah, I had like up to fifty at one time, <sighs> like hooded sweatshirts. Like I'd go to shows and get like five shirts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, uh, I love them. I love them. I wish I had all of them. Yeah, they wouldn't fit anymore. But anyway, um, let's go on to the next song, the eighth song on the album, "No Poetic Device." Um, he chose to walk away talking about like his transformation i believe um it's pretty cool uh the chorus i've been dreaming i've been dreaming i was lucid blood was seeping it was seeping from my pores who'd believe that it was all my own decision mm-hmm. you know what was my favorite line in this song what's that or like um the gardens have all been overgrown i push my hand through the thorns to crush the final rose yeah what just like a vivid couple of sentences yeah like, that's you super can actually, poetic like, picture it in yeah. your mind and yeah. it's a great song i i love this song it's another one of my favorites on this album in what a like unique way to say something i know right yeah it's so cool i could never think of nice pretty flowery ways to say things like in a song mm-hmm. but they do an excellent job because it provides like such a visual like while you're listening to the song. Yeah. Like the later part of the verse, right after the final rose part, it just goes on a deadly secret only I suffer to know. I can't eradicate what awaits when I awake, break, I die in my daydreams. It's like, holy cow. That's like, oh, okay. That's <laughs> so cool. <laughs> so cool. Um, on to the ninth song. This is. Um, one of my favorite songs on the album, and I know I've listened to it about probably 2,000 times over my lifetime, uh, The Last Kiss. It's my favorite song. I When I was listening through this album the whole way through, I listened to this song like three or four times before I skipped down to Weathered Tomb because I love this song mm-hmm. so much. It was good. It comes off pretty strong. First lyric, <laughs> hung in your room, swaying, hoping only that you'll see. Like, who was that meant for? You think he was talking about his mom? I think so. All by myself, I'm alone in such poor company. I think, yeah, because it's like he's, like, almost talking to someone. Like, the lyrics to me are, like, this song is, like, he's singing it for someone. Yeah. In in the last song, he mentioned, like, insert ten pins. Mm-hmm. And, uh... On the pre-chorus, it says, stop the insects that are feeding, pull the needles from beneath my skin. So there's some kind of tie in there. I'm Mm -hmm. not for sure what that is exactly. The chorus in this one is just perfect. Super catchy. 
you can like scream it in your car and it's a ton of fun to listen to. It's sad though. <laughs> it, but it, I, uh, okay, it, well I'll give you that. It is sad. Now I'm on display. <laughs> but oh my god, what just it is a sad song, but it's also a fun song to listen to. Yeah. Especially like the little like techno part in the middle of the song. Um, yeah, that's Jade. You know, yeah, that's Jade playing his guitar. Um, Sounds like techno music to it me. Does. I really liked it. He uses like a Gibson uh, Les Paul Studio, I believe, when he, when they made this. But uh, what you do is you turn the front pickup off and the back pickup all the way on, and then you toggle between them, and it gives that like breakup. And then he like tapped on his guitar at the same time. Oh, really innovative. Wow, that's very cool. Yeah, I had no idea that it was. Yeah, I thought it was just like some little like sound clip right no. in the middle. That's very cool. Yeah, the only other person you'd hear do something—not the only person. I can't say that, but one of the more notable people, notable people would be like Tom Morello from Raids Against Machine. He mm. does stuff like that. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but yeah, very cool. Um, I, I yeah, I really like that part too. There's no other part like that on this album. This mm-hmm. is really really unique and interesting. So we've only got a couple songs left. Um, the tenth song on the album, Weathered Tomb. Uh, this is a full forest blast off song, and Dexter Holland appears on this song as well. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that now and see if I can hear him. Yeah, you can you can hear it in the background. It's he's got that really distinct voice. Um Again, he's just continuing to talk about uh, like the shadows and for my sins, the old ghosts know. Um, so chilling as I feel them mourn within my soul as the morning grows. Um, <laughs> 24 hours spent wishing that the day was never ending. It's, hmm. it's sad. Not a lot to say about the song. The songs, all these songs speak for themselves. I thought this one was pretty catchy, though. Oh, I thought it was a good song. I really liked it. Super catchy. Um, it's one of my favorites. I think, is that the one? Uh, oh, no, that's... Okay, never mind. No. The next song. The next song, of the 11th song on the album, At a Glance, this is... This might be my favorite song on the album, um, or second favorite, I think. Um, it is so good. One of my favorite lyrics is, um, like, what if I could go to sleep for days? Would you count the hours? Like, pff, or would your restlessness consume fading memories of me? I just think that's really, really, really deep. And But they sing it in such a good way, it doesn't seem sad. Yeah. I don't know. This one uh, was not my favorite on the album, or the, one of my least favorite songs. He's wow. got the spoken words in this one. Yeah. And I just, I don't know why my brain does not like that, but it doesn't. But it is not a bad song. Are you talking about the bridge where my vibrant heart yes. quickly grows old? Yeah, it sounds like he's like talking, doing doing like the, t- the spoken words on that part, and I don't like that. It. I like it. it, it to me, it's not so much spoken word. It reminds me of stuff he did, like on "Shut Your Mouth and Open Your Eyes," mm-hmm. like when they had that sound. Uh, I don't know, but the way they construct their songs, I just think it fits like really well, and it's like it sets up like 
okay, I'm going to scream this next part, like, with all my force. Yeah. And that's what they do. I I don't know. They're just really, really, really good songwriters. Mm-hmm. So one last song in the album. Technically, there's more than that. Yes. On the vinyl edition, it has a song that's not on CDs, so I didn't put that in there. Are you talking about Midnight Sun? No. Oh. There's a whole other song. There, that, is there really? Yeah. Oh, man, I just got the Midnight Sun, hidden the hidden track at the end. Yeah. Which song did I miss? Um. Man, I can't remember the name of it. Um. Is that also kind of like a hidden track or just... Well, it's not hidden, but it was vinyl only. Oh, okay. Bands used to do that, like kind of like an exclusive thing. Mm-hmm. Now it doesn't matter because with the internet and everything, you can get anything you want. Yeah. But back then it was cool. It's like, oh, I, yeah, I know this song. Oh, cool. And people that didn't own record players didn't, you know, never heard it before. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I can't remember what it's called, but it's a really good song. Um, I don't know if it fit the theme of the album, and maybe that's why they didn't put it on there. Oh, okay. You know, because I think it's it's more about like a ship or something. Oh. Huh. I can't remember. Anyway. Uh, when you talk about AFI, there's a couple songs that people talk about. Now is different, but like pre-Sing the Sorrow, this is one of the songs people talked about. Oh, absolutely. Uh, God Called In Sick Today. And this song is directly about his mother. I remember, like, when I first started listening to AFI, you know, my mom would, like, try and be supportive. Mm -hmm. So she would, like, buy, like, the posters and the T-shirts. And uh, I was like, I remember, I don't know why this sticks in my mind, but it does. She was like, what are you listening to? I was like, AFI. And she's like, well, what is this song called? I was like, God Called In Sick Today. And she's just like, oh, Okay, that's that's nice. Yeah, you know, like what a, what a name for a song. <laughs> and I was just, uh. Yeah. Um, apparently, he got in a big fight with his mom, and that's kind of what this song's about. Uh, it, the chorus: I can't help my laughter as she cries. My soul brings tears to angelic eyes. I mean, he's telling you what's going on. Um, that, that's a great song. Yeah. I really, I like this song. I don't like it so much anymore, but I think it's because at that time, that's like what got played like when I was with people or mm-hmm. I listened to it a lot back then and I'm just kind of, I guess, burn out. So, I, thought, I thought it was like a good, a good sing along song. You oh, know? for sure. Like the lyrics are easy to follow along with. It's the whole song is super catchy. Yeah. Um, and I it, really liked it. Yeah, he's screaming, but it's like in a ballad type yeah. setting in a song. So it's, I don't know, it's really cool. I'm not saying it's a bad song at all. Uh, I pretty much like 95% of all of AFI stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but this album is solid. I remember getting this album. I remember exactly where I bought it. And at the time, like CDs were still a thing. And I put it in my portable CD player and put my headphones on, and I just laid in bed and listened to it over and over and over again, uh, reading the lyrics. I wrote AFI in letter. Um, I never received anything back, but I tried. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, 
you know, I don't know. Uh, it was really good. And yeah, like you said, there's one more song, uh, Midnight Sun, but it's like, it's several minutes after the last song uh, plays. Mm-hmm. It just kind of pops up out of nowhere. Like, like if you're, it pops out of nowhere. Like if you're sleeping with the a CD on back in the day and they had oh. like songs like this, you would just wake up and be like, what the hell is going <laughs> yeah. on? Like pissing yourself. Like you think someone's <laughs> in your room. Um, this is a super, super cool stomp song. Uh, when he screams beyond, beyond and to all time I stand. It's just like super powerful sounding. Um, yeah, super cool. I thought the lyrics in this were very, very beautiful. It and the lyrics, it's almost to me kind of like I was reading like a fantasy book. Yeah, like I love reading sci-fi and fantasy books. One of my favorite things to do. And he has um, a couple lyrics in here that it, it's like a barren world hemmed in by laden skies where horror flies at night and blasphemy for half the year the sickly sun is seen <laughs> the other half thick night lies on the land a country bleaker than the polar strand no beast no brooks nor any shred of green what a visual that provides in your brain it's like you're listening to a book it was super yeah. pretty and I absolutely loved it. The whispering part in this song, though, yeah. is very scary. Yeah, I love it. I, uh, you're right. And his vocabulary is uh, top notch. And uh, if you were to put this on a blank piece of paper and have someone read it, they probably wouldn't guess it was a punk song. No, absolutely not. It would seem like macabre poetry. Mm-hmm. Like. Edgar Allan Poe's brother yeah. or something. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's that. And I feel like I could say a lot more, but it's hard for me to, like, um, put my thoughts together sometimes. Uh, sometimes it just needs to be off the cuff. And when I write stuff down, I forget it more than if I were just talking about something. Mm-hmm. And um, But that's okay. I think we did it justice. And if you have never heard of AFI or you've never heard of this album specifically, I think this is a really good starting point um, because, again, um, this is where they really honed in and, like, crafted, like, their sound, and it stayed that way for quite a while. I think so, too. I think with all of their albums, starting with, oh, gosh, like, Very Proud of You uh-huh. and, like you said, the All Hallows EP, they stayed them through their progression of their career. Yeah. But you can tell that everybody kind of grew as musicians as yeah. well because yeah. their style of music not necessarily changed but like evolved, I yeah. guess. Mm-hmm. And but that's one of the things I like about them because while I really like the really punk sounding like um shut up and open your eyes and very proud of you and while i really like that i also love sing the sorrow mm-hmm. i thought that was like just fantastic and the art of drowning mm-hmm. that's also great oh I, so good every song on the album oh absolutely yes uh it even has like a little better production value um than black cells in the sunset but i mean it's just as dark and uh, the way he writes the lyrics and the way he sings, but then he can have he has this like incredible scream. Um, I don't know, and no one else 
in the world sounds like him. Like like I said, Dexter Holland has like a similar um, high pitched voice, but I mean, no one sounds like Davey Havoc. Yeah. And, uh, I I agree. He's got just such a unique sound to his voice. Mm-hmm. You know what else we should do? We should also listen to uh, the Days of the Phoenix and uh, answer that and stay fashionable because I just looked and those are two of my favorites. The Art of Drowning? Mm-hmm. No. Days of the Phoenix is on Art of Drowning. What is this that I'm looking at? Oh, well, this one says it Wester's on there and A Winter's Tale. There's oh, a that's a studio, that's a like single, a, like a little EP thing. Oh, winter, yeah, it's like a three song single. I think they sent it out to radio stations or something like that. Was it Wester on another album? No, it's on. Um, it was on the Art of Drowning. The Art of Drowning. Yeah, it's a great. It's towards the end of the album. But A Winter's Tale, that song is freaking incredible. I don't and, think I've heard that one. Oh, uh, as soon as we're done here, as soon as we walk out, you should put it on your phone um, and play it. It is, it is incredible. Talk about painting a scene, his vocabulary, which is no surprise. Um, these guys went to um, Berkeley to study music. Like, oh. they are really good, like, musicians and they formed like a punk band what did you say a winter's tale what album is that on do you know it's not on one it's not it's just like a it single yeah it would have been a like a b-side of it wasn't even a single it was just like a b-side from that album oh, okay you know how bands write like 30 songs and but like 10 go on the album oh it just kind of got pushed aside okay cool and afi has a ton of incredible b-sides like why wasn't this on the album probably time restraints um flow just different things like that or they're saving him for something else but seeing the sorrow has a bunch of b-sides and stuff i should stop googling i forgot uh the hanging garden oh yeah what an, that's what a, a cure song what a, an excellent one they do a few the cure covers and they're really good like that in particular is really good very cool yeah but uh yeah, I love AFI, one of my all-time favorite bands, and Black Sills and the Sunset would probably one of my be one of my Desert Island albums to take if I was stranded. Really? I think so. Mm, I don't know if that would be my Desert Island album. Yeah. Well, not one. It would be one of them. One of them? Yeah. yeah I don't. I don't think it if would. If you be... had like ten. Oh man, that's a hard one. I don't know if well, I yeah, could choose. Well, yeah, it's crazy hard. I don't think it would be but this one though. You have to pick. Well, that's fine. If I had to pick, uh, it would be mine though, for sure. Perfect. <laughs> okay, well that's gonna wrap it up. I mean, we're uh, just talking now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you for listening. That's the register uh, part eight. Crazy, we've we're into eight episodes already. I know it's flown by. Yeah, thanks for listening. See you later.